Hello, friends of the show. Welcome into episode number 21 of the Friends of the Show podcast. I am John Cabral, and I am joined with two old but new, but old but new, but old but new friends of the show, Josh Grimmer Hi. and Aurora Nibley. Hello. Welcome. This is and the sound of my voice. <laughs> here's the thing. We'll start off by saying this. You two listen to a lot of podcasts, probably more than most of my other listeners do. I mean, in terms of like podcasts that aren't our own. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was talking about this on the last time. The last podcast I did was with Brian Geiler, a friend of the show, as we were coming back from Maryland. We did it in a car. That's yes. like a token like podcast yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, you, really you eventually do one. Yeah, in record car. it with your iPhone. A lot yeah. of people also do a podcast in a hotel room when they have a short window of time to interview someone traveling. I'm not doing that with you. you How would... many more token podcasts can I do? Which okay, so airport, airport. Okay, I haven't done airport yet. Um, are we doing podcast bingo card or podcast first base, second base, third base, home run? Because I think I think podcast in a car is like second base. Okay. Um, which is uh, under the shirt, over the bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this podcast in the hotel room I think is just regular old first base. So we're just making out. But um, airport is third base. And then a podcast of you fucking is uh, you fucking. So that's a yeah. home run. <laughs> Um, can I say fucking on their podcast? Well, that's the thing. Here's what here's what we're getting to. I've I don't have a lot of recurring bits on this show. In fact, I don't have any at all. Okay. But one I we're gonna one, start some. Let's but, do well, it. But one that I started two shows ago were apologies. And <laughs> the reason I started doing that is because, because of people like me. No, it's because of Shane Victorino. I needed to apologize to him, even if he never heard it. I needed to apologize Absolutely. to Shane Victorino because I was wrong, and I was sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He hit I, a home run, and he this did was not. before any of that. Though. Oh wow! He was just kicking ass in August and September, helping them win the American League East. And I thought this guy was done. I thought he was just totally fried. I saw him play for the Dodgers last year, just like you did. These guys live in Los Angeles. We do. Why? You can you can hear in uh, in our voices how soft we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm from the Cape. John and I went to high school. If, yep. if for some reason anyone listening to this show has no idea who I am, which. How many listeners do you have? Is it um is this a is this a um a hurricane radio situation where we're not allowed to talk about listener numbers? No, we're allowed. And okay. last I knew, I had forty three subscribers, and that might have been thirty four. It well, might have been some like you favorable have dyslexia. More listeners than subscribers. There are often people who listen who never bother to subscribe. If so. they're out there, that'd be tremendous. I'm going to say you're well into the millions. Yeah. So, oh, easily. Yeah. I, I've now possibly squillions. I would say forty three subscribers translates to at least. Two and a half million listeners. So, uh, yeah. But I've now apologized to Shane Victorino on the last two shows. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and make it three. Okay. <laughs> because since the last show, he hit the the ALCS deciding Grand Slam. Yes. Did you see the Lego Shane Victorino Grand Slam yet? Yes, I did. All right. As, I wanted as, to make sure you saw that. Josh as a, is a Lego enthusiast. Yeah. As a fan of Legos and a fan of Red Sox players hitting Grand Slams, this is pretty much my entire wheelhouse. If there were like a, a nice-looking kitty cat in there... I like a good, nice-looking kitty cat. Uh, but that's basically it. Those are the three things I like. And then the three-run double in Game 6 of the World Series that struck midnight on Michael Walker's rookie Cinderella run. God, it was so great. Just unbelievable. I mean, this guy never stopped coming up huge all the way mm-hmm. to the World Series championship. So, Shane Victorino, I'm sorry. Hey, buddy. I always like you. So that was the first one. Shane Victorino, 
I had never heard of you until tonight, and they, I I want to apologize. apologize. For that. Yeah, yeah. they, they called them the flying Hawaiian. I'm real sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went around not knowing who you were or why I should give a shit, and now I do. Yeah. So shit's given. My apologies. Shots fired and shit's given. That's right. Yeah. And then the next apology is to the two of you because I have had this <laughs> podcast going for like 90 years now, mm-hmm. and you still have not been on it once, and that's my fault. Mm-hmm. I was ma- I was worried about two things mainly, to be honest with you. First was I was still under some delusional idea that my podcast would like become popular somehow to the point where like somebody else would want to use it. The whole theoretical internet dollar thing. Right. The last thing you'd want to do is have us on it. Well, the thing is, is yeah. when you're on it, I mean, we've already dropped at least, at least two F-bombs that I'm aware of mm-hmm. on the show so far. We usually swear more. Oh, yeah. Than my shows on average. The other thing that I worry about is I'm way more open with you guys than with 99% of the people mm-hmm. that I know. And by that, I mean 100. Sure. sure. So... Sure. I was worried about, like, stuff that would end up going on these shows Mm -hmm. and people's ability to listen to them. So I shied away from having you on for a while. I eventually realized that it's if if this podcast was going to be what I said it was going to be Mm -hmm. and not me trying to become, like, a radio host or something, if it was a show for my friends about my friends, then you needed to be on it. There was just no way around that. This is something I've been wanting to do now for several months, but we're just doing now, and Josh Aurora... Sorry. Apology not accepted. See you in hell. <laughs> well, I was Goodbye. I was gonna forgive you. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, John, I gotta tell you. Um we're supposed to fly out uh not I left. That was that sound morning. <laughs> That was me leaving in a hot. Oh. Well, I was about to offer to leave you for John, but I guess since you're still here, that's uh, off. Shit. NBM. Good, good thing that was for fools. Never ones. mind, listeners. Yeah. All right. Uh, you you thought you were going to uh, hear an illicit love story, but no. Sorry, sad, guys. Sadly not. What are you going to do? So Josh and Aurora have a podcast that's actually had many more episodes called The Weekly Dictator. You can find that on iTunes and then other places that the two of you should talk Eight, about now. 81 more episodes as of press. Yeah. Uh, more episodes, not necessarily more listeners. No. And no, not we never said more quality episodes. No. No. Uh, none of none of these episodes we went six innings, and all of them we gave up more than three runs. Latest one <laughs> starring me. Yeah. So, it, how about that? <laughs> yeah. We talk about, um, on our show we talk about history and dictators. Yeah, history and bullshit is how I uh, describe yeah. it to most people. We yeah. talk a lot about history and a lot about bullshit. Yeah, it's a, it's a good... It's like a 55-55 split, a history yeah. and bullshit, you know? You know, you get more of both than you're really expecting. Sure. With the exception of the car podcast, this is the first one where I haven't had to spend a good 10 minutes plugging stuff into stuff first, because mm-hmm. I have my, my precious headsets that I love, uh, and it, it makes me feel like I'm in control of what's going on, mm-hmm. and so I love busting those all out, because the sound quality is great. But I've listened to your shows, mm-hmm. and you just have this one podcast microphone yeah appears to be usb yep okay. it is usb it's and a it's the at 2020 microphone um which by audio technica is that's what the at is uh, that's the maker of my headsets nice it's borderline obsolete now there's a couple better mics on the market that'll do exactly the same thing that this one does mm-hmm. but basically um it's a directional mic it picks up any sound that goes over across the top of it 
Um, so it's real good at filtering out the sounds that don't go. So like we got the air conditioner on, the mic's not picking it up, yeah. but we don't have to lean in super close to it. We don't have to, I mean, if we could worry about levels that might improve the quality of our podcast, but, uh, so far so good. Like it, it sounds pretty okay. Yeah. Um, they have XLR versions of it too. If, for those of you who aren't bored yet by all this microphone talk, there's an XLR version of it if you if you have to run through uh, through an XLR board. We talk a lot of microphones on the I Friends of the like, Show podcast. I bet we do. I feel like most people who listen to podcasts are either aspiring podcasters or actual podcasters already. Uh, so, you know, this, this probably appeals to most people who are t- tuning in. Well, let's get right into it then. Why is Stitcher such a piece of shit? <laughs> well... Uh. Well, it's because they advertise on other people's podcasts and then keep that money and then don't give any of the uh, any of that money to the podcaster. It should be the best thing in apps. It really it's should. A giant aggregator of all podcasts that lets you a download, b stream the same shows. Mm-hmm. And it just does not. Do you use Podkicker? Does not work correctly. Podkicker is a fantastic app. Um, I don't know if they have it for iPhone, but I would be surprised if they didn't. I would be stunned if they didn't. Um, Josh and I both have Samsung Galaxies, and we use an app called Podkicker, which is exactly that. It's a podcast aggregator, and I have looked up some kind of small-timey podcasts that I did not expect Mm -hmm. to be on there. Like the Weekly Dictator podcast? Like the Weekly Dictator podcast. Well, the moment of truth right now. Fire that baby up. See if the Friends of the Show podcast Comes right up. Yeah, let's take a look. Friends of the Show? Mm -hmm. Let's, Let's look it up. Yeah. So while she's doing that, let's vamp about mics. Uh, yeah, it's we got it on Amazon for like a hundred bucks, and then as a windscreen, you can see we just put a woman's sock over it, just a regular tube woman's sock. athletic sock. Yeah, not like a not like a nice nylon stocking. You need to we put, had to give those up for the war. Well, you do need to put something over it um, as a windscreen because exactly. otherwise you'll get real poppy. But it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to like have those special little like yeah, the little embroidery rally. hoops yeah. in front yeah. of your face. Um, you don't need uh, those squares that you put on the microphone that have your podcast's name on them, which I don't know why that's a thing. Like, whatever. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, uh, mic flags. Thank you. Yes. Mic flags. I once held one with the NBA logo on it, and nobody ever sent me the picture of it. Those fuckers. Right? Uh. Right? Uh, there is a picture of you as a wicked homer, though. Yes, I like that one. Yeah. I do like that um, There's also a picture of us on the roof of a press box from far, far away. That is true. Um, our broadcasting history together goes way, way back. So, John Cabral, I have a question for you. Please. Is Friends of the Show available through iTunes? It is. It is. Okay. It was initially named the Square Zero Podcast. Let me try that. You could try that. Maybe it would show yeah, up Yeah, because I, I didn't get Friends of the Show, but if it's available through iTunes... Square zero, you say? Yes. And All right. I, we, I do vamping. have iTunes subscribers. Uh, well, I mean, no need to vamp. We can talk about real stuff. I just love talking to people who know what vamping is. That's just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's you guys can do math. You know history. You know what vamping yeah. means. We managed to calculate right. a bill this evening. I don't mean to brag, but we're from, well, she's from, I'm from here, L.A. Uh, we know a little bit about the business, and by the business, I mean the industry. Okay, I got bad news because I am not finding. All right, that's fine. On Podkicker, well, what that means is we have to send out a plea to all of the listeners. Hey guys, if you like this podcast, and if you, you like, do. if you like John, <laughs> and how could you not? He's one of the most likable people yeah. I've ever met, and you know someone who's looking for a podcast to listen to. 
tell them because I think the more subscribers you get, the more likely you are to turn up on podcast aggregators like Podkicker. Yeah. God, Podkicker's real, real cool. Pod, it's so easy to use, you guys. Like, everything's really well organized and streamlined. We haven't touched iTunes in months. Yeah. Like, I've completely dumped my iPod. I just, I'm running through Podkicker for everything and then just, you know, playing music. Yeah, everything, phone. everything you subscribe to will um, show up automatically in your feed and then you download it manually. So, it's not like iTunes where it downloads on its own and yeah. then you just have, like, a bunch of stuff you're never going to listen to clogging up your your memory space i remember it well yeah no oh, yeah. you just it has a, a feed streaming of like okay here's all the podcasts that you listen to that have been uploaded which ones do you want to download and listen to it's amazing yeah it's so good yeah there's a free version with ads but fuck that just pay the three dollars yeah i've got the free version and i've actually been meaning to upgrade because i want to give these people three dollars yeah it is a good enough app so that's what this is about we're here from the Podkicker corporation yeah. to tell you about <laughs> Podkicker. Do you accept a Podkicker as your personal lord and savior? Yes, but it's not really the Podkicker. It's the licenses where the real money is. Yeah. That's probably true. Selling yeah. other people the Podkicker licenses, that's what's going to move you up. Now, are you familiar with something called Herbalife? I'll give you an in-home <laughs> demonstration. Yeah. Oh, man. Enter referral code friends of the show. <laughs> Please uh, tell me you have your own Herbalife referral code. Note to self. <laughs> if you're thinking of using Amazon... Click our banner. Um, there's not a lot of money in podcasting. No, there's not. Um, there's some money in podcasting. Like the the podcasting, they think it's advertising, and it's how many you listen to a lot of podcasts, John, and I'm guessing that that at least somebody out there has listened to a podcast before. It's the same four companies that advertise on everything. Right. And it's it's not they don't come to you and say, "Hey, you do a kick-ass podcast. We want to cut you a check to talk about us." It's what's just it, it, people do this all over the internet, podcasting, but also blogging and everything else. It's just called affiliate marketing where the whole scheme is you're trying to get somebody to buy something by going through you first. Mhm. Mm and then you get a cut. Yeah. Amazon probably has the most lucrative form of doing because that which amazon, is why everyone does it amazon's actually a service that people want they also sell the wireless array of things that helps but th there are many others and some do it better than others it, you know it helps when you're adam carolla and you have a built-in giganto audience that's going to right. listen to you every i have a day. question guys do you think it's merch do you think that like if we sold t-shirts we could make Podcast a bunch of t-shirts yeah well I mean, the Jordan Jesse Go guys have T-shirts, but like they've also got—I mean, Je Je Jesse Thorne's the king of podcasting. Like everything that that Jesse Thorne does is sort of like Jesse Thorne half invented podcasting. Yeah, it was him and and um, Jimmy Pardo who basically invented the comedy podcast. Yeah. Um, but like Aurora, you listen to a lot of podcasts, and you're a book enthusiast. You're a person who reads books, and you're a person who likes listening to people talk. And yet, I do not listen to any podcasts about books. No, I was gonna say, how many audiobooks have you gotten from 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 uh, what's it? The from Aud Audible. From Audible. Um, I got one once, and I didn't listen to it. And then they charged me fifteen dollars for a monthly subscription that I wasn't gonna use. And then I called them and canceled my service. Which forever. leads me to the more and important that question: that happened a good ooh, four years ago. Yeah. Why is LibriVox such a piece of shit? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is that a free version of Audible using only books that are available in the public domain? 
Oh, well, there you go, right there. There's your problem. Uh, I think that I've put my finger on it. But the thing is, is the people, everybody volunteers to read it. Mm -hmm. So you might download an audio book and the first four chapters are read by somebody who's a very good narrator. And then it changes up to somebody talking. And I'll... I use the phrase many times in broadcast circles. Merry Christmas. But you should <laughs> you should actually explain it. The proverbial metal taco coming out of a robot's asshole. Yeah. So, I just say well, that. Nobody ever knows where it came from or what it means. Do these We're here. volunteers We've got a microphone. provide their own recording? Like, do they? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Well, that's the problem right, right yeah. there. Well, well, you go ahead, Aurora. Well, I mean. I, you actually know more about this side of it than I do, um, but the reason that we have the recording equipment that we do um, is because uh, I was looking into doing some voiceover work. And nowadays, if you're going to do any voiceover work, you have to have your own setup. You've got to have your own home system. Um, there is, for anybody who is looking to do voiceover work, there is actually a very good website called voice123.com, uh, which costs a shit ton of money to actually join and use, which is why I don't anymore. Um, but uh, they have you record yourself and send in your own recordings, and that's actually one of the requirements to kind of join their network. Um, and so a lot of people will go out and buy equipment and they'll know how to, or they'll hear like, oh, you can just record yourself on your iPhone. You can record yourself on your iPhone in a way where everyone will think you did it in a professional studio. Yeah. But you have to know how to do it. That's the problem. And the, the metal taco coming out of the robot's asshole comes from... An interview done maybe six or seven years ago with uh, Rich Lotax Kianka, the the creator of SomethingAwful.com, and Mike Nelson. Dot com. com, uh, And Mike Nelson, a mystery science theater fame, uh, talking over Skype. And Skype just kept crapping out and crapping out and sounding worse and worse and worse. And Lotax finally said, Mike, I'm sorry, your voice sounds like a metal taco coming out of a robot's asshole. Speaking of which, you're talking about our long broadcast history together. How about the Taking a 15 podcast? Should we cover that? Well, we will in a minute, history? but I wanted to do my LibriVox impression, okay. if I could. Are you done now? Yeah, that's okay. So now, yeah, now edit those two together, and you've got yourself an audiobook at Lieberbox.com. Um, the Taking a 15 podcast, we, you and I decided we were gonna do a pod because podcasting is the future, yes. Um, and it was basically we tried to Skype each other and record it and make it sound good, but it didn't work. But the amazing thing is, is we thought it was good at the time. Yes. We really did. Yeah. And other people told us that it was good at the time. There's your problem. And wanted us to make more of them. Never encourage people. I would (laughs) never encourage people. Listeners, uh, friends of the show, if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast, it's to never encourage anyone to do anything because then they'll do it. Then they'll do it. And then you'll have to be like, oh, that's really nice. (laughs) I'm glad you did that thing. Um, It just is not worth your time. 
But after I got my snazzy headsets and things like that, I went back and found some of those episodes in the bowels of my hard drive. Mm -hmm. And I could not believe the Metal Taco factor on what we thought was a good podcast at the time. Absolutely. Um, Podcasting's come a long way, baby, Uh, just like women. And I'm really glad to be on the vanguard of that. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, I feel like... <clears throat> Sorry, mm, we don't have cough buttons on the on the podcast. Is the problem? Those will be next. Yes, they will. I I feel like the first wave of podcasting was like was your Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny and your Jesse Thorne doing Sound of Young America, and like that first wave really set up for podcasting networks like Corolla, um, like the Nerdist Network, like. Uh, like Maximum Fun, which Jesse Thorne founded, mm-hmm. um, and Never Not Funny is actually its own podcast network now because they they have offshoots like uh, they have a, a rock and roll one called Never Not Funny Presents Rock Solid. So that networking is so much better as a as a format to get listeners and to get money than advertising because Aud- Audible you get the referral which is great, but like there's only this is gonna sound ludicrous but like there's only seven billion people in the world how many free audiobook downloads can you give like can can there reasonably be like there you get that first one and then like well i already got my free audiobook download and supported the adam carolla show or whatever now i can't get it from watch out for fireballs or i can't get it from from any of the duck feed shows so like advert or how many people are gonna buy dildos from adamandeve.com like, I mean, I do. I buy hundreds and hundreds of... See, I yeah, buy but, all of my listen... dildos from ExtremeRestraints.com thanks to uh, the Brothers McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me from the Max Fun Network. See, we have we have dueling dilds, though, is yeah. the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the, I... We call it a dildo. I heard Pete Holmes say this on a podcast that was not his own. I don't mm. remember which one. But, like, podcasting is so punk rock. It was on uh, Who Charted, which is on the Earwolf Network. Yeah. Another network of podcasts. Um, Where, like, really, podcasting is so interconnected. And even, like, we're naming all of these other podcast networks. They don't know who we are. No. Like, they, they have people that are making money, actually, as entertainers, which is not a thing uh, that I personally am doing. I don't know. Um, Our job's entertaining. Well, we're both in the industry. No, we're not. We're on the periphery of the industry, the the film industry. We are around the film industry. We're film industry we adjacent. By no means in it. We're abutting the film yeah. industry. <laughs> um, has it has it? For those of you who don't know us, is it clear that we love synonyms? That's I think I think our marriage. We're married, um, John and I. Is a marriage based on synonyms? Yeah. Um, and and the and the fun use of them. Um, podcasting is not something that advertising can meaningfully support on on a micro scale. Well, because the audience isn't yet large enough. What you're what you're getting at is that you can be as big a supporter of any podcast you want, but the thing is, you only have so much money. You're only going to buy so many things. You ultimately have to pick your favorite right. or the one that you think needs your support the most at that given moment and that's what makes things very difficult um 
instead a donation model is really yeah. the way to go. Definitely. Um, that's what's that's what's getting Max fun through. And let me tell you guys, Jesse Thorne spent twelve years building an empire. Like he started doing this pr- like, out of college, in college. Yeah, I was gonna say when he was like seven years old. Yeah, like he is my age. So if you know how old Jesse Thorne is, huh? Um, but like he's been podcast podcasting since before podcasting existed. Yeah, he's really put in his time. And he was real, real, like, there were long, lean years for, for him, but he lives, he lives pretty well now. Yeah. Um, and, like, well-deserved. And, like, we, we, you know, we make all these jokes about theoretical internet money, but, like, there is real internet money, and it's not from, it's not from affiliate marketing, it's not from, it's not from advertising dildonics.com, it's from the actual sort of punk rock supporting of, of other, of other people. Like, you know, my, my favorite podcast is, we'll say, you know, watch out for fireballs. So I'll give those guys 10 bucks a month because they deserve it for all the hard work they do. And another thing that's really nice is even for the larger networks, which, um, we are not, Mm -hmm. but if you do choose to donate, you can have a really personal relationship yeah. With those people that you listen to every single week and that you enjoy their work. Um, Let's get all Marshall McClue in here. Oh, yeah. Well, podcasting is certainly a hot medium. Yeah. Um, it is. John, John doing the John Cabral Memorial Silent Laugh. You guys, for someone who talks for a living, John, John Cabral does more silent communicating. <laughs> yeah. Than anyone you'll probably ever meet. I yeah, don't think there, I've ever heard him make a sound while he was laughing. There's a whole second podcast yeah. of just silence, but you have to be like a cat or a you ghost gotta, like, to hear. You got to like webcast, John. Yeah. You got to do this with a camera because these people are missing so much. Yeah, you you have a very evocative laugh. It's just no one can hear. It. No one yeah. can hear. Yeah, it. absolutely. Um, well, I, I do want to get into though when people really people who listen to this started to know who you were and that's when when i was doing eye of the storm on these yes thankfully and since defunct hurricane radio.net <laughs> it's dot com that's right you were a mainstay initially on fridays you were the token guy who talks about movies on a friday show at mm-hmm. first and then it just became you just ended up doing almost the entire friday show yeah i would it was such a ludicrous situation because you'd be like Oh yeah, uh, our first guest after this first segment is Josh Grimmer, and then I'd be on. He'd be on for the rest of the show. Yeah, which uh, was two hours. It was great though. Uh, I really do want to pay you a compliment on behalf of our biggest fan of this podcast, Pete Mongelli, Pete M. in Brookline, as he's known on the show. Uh, frequent asker of questions to Bobby Valentine, who's a frequent guest on this podcast. I sure, don't know if you knew that or not? I d- yeah, I'm familiar with. Uh, the real Bobby Valentine appearing on yes, the show. Absolutely. Actual, factual, former Red yes. Sox manager Bobby V. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Definitely the real dude gave and not us, one of our friends. He gave us major, major props on the Buckner and Garcia takedown that we did. <laughs> well, if there's one thing I love... If I could get my hands on that tape, I, 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 mean, I would pay $500 to have... There's Buckner and Garcia that. news. There is. Yes. 2012. Buckner and Garcia made a comeback. I, for a now mercifully defunct website called Mattress Police, don't get me started. Um, it's the reason these hands don't type anymore. We've been through some shit, Josh. We truly have. Me. We truly have. Rob, if you're listening, mm. um, <laughs> nice yellow shirt, by the way. Jackass. 
Go tweet some more things that aren't funny. Go write them. Make me read them. Because <laughs> I feel like I should for Josh's sake. Yeah, Dill. You unfunny. Oh, yeah. Rob, not a friend of the show. I wrote. Uh, I wrote a. I wrote an article. I wrote a, a piece for Mattress Police uh, from the perspective of Buckner and Garcia's manager for their their new 2011 uh, world tour. Buckner and Garcia. I don't even know why I have to explain this to your 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 listeners because they all know. Buckner and Garcia were a 1980s novelty pop duo famous for recording songs about video games, most famously Pac-Man Fever, the worst song. Which Pete and I had both coincidentally heard for the first time (laughs) on a syndicated radio show called The Lost 45s, which runs on Sunday nights in this area. So when you were doing that, we both just heard it for the first time ever five days earlier. What a weird fucking coincidence. Right. So, I, I think Buckner and Garcia sucks, but in a fun way. I, I, my fear, my, my biggest fear is snakes. My second biggest <laughs> fear is losing my mind and becoming a burden to those I love. My third biggest fear is that my mother will die and I'll have to speak at her funeral in a positive light. And my fourth biggest fear is that Dr. Demento will die and that they will come to me and say, Josh Grimmer, you are the only person who is qualified to speak on the radio about novelty records, you have the greatest knowledge of novelty records of anyone alive, so then you will have to take over Dr. Demento's slot. I fear that only because then I would have to explain to my wife why I have to go out and buy a bunch of tuxedos and top hats, because I'd have to dress the part. Um, I love novelty records. I still think that Pac-Man Fever is a fucking terrible song. I voluntarily listen to Fish Heads all the time. Fishheads, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, John Cabral, written by Bill Moomy, the kid from Lost in Space. Uh, okay. That was, that was his song. Um, the music video for Fishheads, which I recently saw, I didn't know existed, uh, originally aired on Saturday Night Live and starred Bill Pullman. So there you go, a young Bill Pullman. There's your Fishheads trivia. Uh, Bill Moomy, of course, was also the kid in that episode of The Twilight Zone who would wish ch- uh, bad people away to the cornfield. Okay. Um... I spent. I feel like my bona fides have been established. established. Yes. So Buckner and Garcia. We spent a seventeen-minute segment just now. No, (laughs) on that show, putting Pac-Man Fever under a microscope and into its place, playing parts of it, stopping the tape, and dissecting what we had just heard. Yeah. Uh, Much like the legendary Adam Carolla and Norm Macdonald dissecting Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town by Kenny uh, Kenny Rogers and Coward of the County. If you watch one, you need to watch the other. They're they're handcuffed. Get them while they're hot. God, that was the greatest morning of my life. Um, (laughs) So any hoodle, uh, which is not a phrase you hear a lot in suicide notes. Um, Thanks, Dana Gould. That's a Dana Gould joke. I'll put you on blast for using other people's jokes. That's a great Dana Gould joke. It is. Um, Also, another great Dana Gould joke is spell check your suicide note because you don't want anyone laughing at your funeral. Skuakide? Come on. Um, (laughs) So, so Buckner and Garcia wrote the title track on the soundtrack for Wreck-It Ralph. Wow. Wreck-It Ralph had a song. That's a comeback. It really was. And, like, I saw... this is how devoted I am to the world of, of novelty songs. I saw that it was in the credits, and I listened to the song, and I started crying at work because it made me so happy to hear that Buckner and Garcia, and uh, who I love. Let bygones be bygones. Yeah, they're back together like Barry and Elliot. Um, like Bernie and Phil. Uh, like Cardi's and Discount Furniture. Like Barbos and that song. 
Like Thompson's and the Clam Bar. Oh, Thompson's and the Clam Bar is the name of our new band. There yeah. you go. That's a great band Absolutely. Um, and everyone will think it's sexual. It's, it's not. not. It's actually not. You just take Route 28 to the Clam Bar sign for the happiest eating from noon till nine in Winchmere Harbor and Arbitreport. This is where you're going to find Thompson's Clam Bar. Speaking of noon till nine, right why doesn't Outback Steakhouse open until 4 p.m. here? Yeah, I was forced to have lunch with my mom today, and she says, let's go to Outback. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go to Outback. We go over there, not open until 4 do people not want steak before 4 p.m. on Cape Cod? You get a lot of that nonsense here this time of year. I'm in no position to try to explain it. Utter garbage. Yeah. Garbagia. I feel like people on the Cape would eat steak at any time of the day or night. There was a steakhouse I... right next door to where you are right now. We're doing this from the, what the hell is this place Hyannis called? Travel Inn. Yes, I'm glad you said it because I have said Street the right Hyannis. name. No, there you have not said the right name the entire time we've been where, here. Where Kendrick's nightclub used to be. Oh, I'm familiar right, with right, Kendrick's. I'm pointing my right finger. No, I am Go familiar. along with my silent laugh. <laughs> became a place called the Steakhouse, which I believe opened and closed since the last time you were here. Yeah. It was referred to as STK for short. Oof. Uh, it was terrible. And also, 4 p.m. open off-season. Brian Geiler and I went there to try to watch the first day of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. We're, and then just walked through the North Street parking lot to their most direct competitor, BBC, and spent all our money in there because they, they were, were open. open. So there you go. You know, all I want to do, like, I have a lot of problems with America yep. and democracy and capitalism. I you, There's a picture of Jane Fonda on my shirt after being arrested for protesting the Vietnam War. That is true. He's not making that up. Yeah, no, that's a true fact right now. However, I want your goods and services. Take my money! Damn it. Take it! Take it! My fist is full of imaginary dollars that I can't spend at Outback Let's actually look at this from a capitalist point of view, because it does cost money to keep a restaurant open. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine. You You don't have to be open for early bird specials at 6 a.m. Yeah. But I think noon, you could probably... Yeah, no, I think people will fucking buy a steak at noon. But, like, I remember when I used to work at a restaurant, I waited tables briefly, because who hasn't? Um, Me. And, well, fuck you, then. Don't worry, I sold shoes. But you can also, instead of going at 4 o'clock every day, you could just say Monday and Tuesday, the hell with them. A lot of places around here do do that. And then they're open normal times the other day today's friday no but like there would be there would be nights where it would be so slow this was usually actually mid-afternoon like the swing shift where it would be so slow that it was actually not only costing the restaurant money to stay open but it was actually costing the servers money to be at work right because they could have done something else for more money at another job exactly and because Because when you count on tips and you don't get them. Mm -hmm. Like, the waiters have to declare their tips, and they they get taxed on the gratuities that they supposedly make. And so if they're not making any, you are actually losing money by Mm -hmm. being at work. And people would would just go to the manager and straight up say, like, "Mm, I got to go home. Like, if no one comes in here, I cannot fucking stand around. Side note, fuck you if you're a bad tipper. Yes. Tip everyone. Tip them. Tip them. Give them a, Give them your money. They're yeah. doing a thing for you. If somebody carries your shit, give them a tip. If someone drives you to a place, give them a tip. If somebody shows you around, give them a tip. And I have tried to tip tour guides who wouldn't take my money. Hey, guys, tip tour guides. And if you are a tour guide, take tips. Shut up and take it. It helps the rest of us. Because if 
I try to give a tip to someone and they say, oh, no, I don't take tips. Then, the next time I meet someone who does that job, I might not tip them because I think, oh, well, you don't tip someone who do does that, that job. Yeah. Right. And guess what? At the next business, they might be counting on my gratuity. Yep. So just give money to everybody. And if someone offers you money, don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Just say. Don't flush it down the toilet. When yeah. nobody's looking if you want to, if you're that against it, but don't ruin it for yeah. everybody else. Don't tell your manager. Right. Just say. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Well, like, we took a tour of downtown L.A. We took a walking tour, and it's done to the L.A. Conservancy, and they do wonderful work at the Conservancy. They do. They're great. Like, they, they, they're great people. They Their tour guides are... Volunteers? Yes. Uh, that's the word I was looking for. And we went to go <laughs> tip our volunteer, and he says, no, I can't take that. You just donate the money to the Conservancy. And what I wanted to say was... Why don't you How then? How about you do it? Yeah. Like, you're going back to Conservancy mm-hmm. Central. Just put it in the fucking box. Sure. Take this fin and throw it in there, pal. Like, and you know what? If you don't, then fine. Have a cup of coffee right. on me, pal. That like, was the point of this. Yeah. yeah that was, like, that was yeah. this He exercise. spent three hours showing us around. He got us into buildings that the other tour guide didn't take her group into. Yeah. Like. He did a good job. Uh, yeah. Good enough to be tipped. I mean, the other tour guide I liked more, but that's not the point. Well, she was friendlier, but he showed us more stuff. Yeah, he got us into the building where RuPaul was having an event. <laughs> yeah. That Aww. was fucking great. Um, by the way, I love RuPaul. I know you do. Nothing wrong with RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I oh, want to start building the bridge from where we were the day of the Buckner and Garcia segment yes. to where we are now doing this podcast into your microphone with a sock over it. And that's that there was a time, and I discussed this on earlier episodes of the podcast, the two-parter Hurricane Radio Revisited, which the two of you still need to listen to. We do. because you're on it. I'm on it and I'm Uh, singing. You You might not want to listen. (laughs) Those are both true. So, but for a time, I was just as a form of protest slash being too broke to keep driving to Fall River to do this show. And by this show, I mean not the show show we're doing right now. That show. I started just recording it and uploading it to the internet to have it play on an automatic timer. And I needed people who were free at night for extended periods of time to do that, of which you were one. And Always so glad to a lot of times we would sit down and we would, see when we were live, we would have little two and three minute commercial breaks where we could talk a little bit, but then we had to go back on. Mm-hmm. When we were taping the whole thing, we would do the whole thing in one shoot, but we would talk about stuff like, hi, how are you, before we get started and then other stuff after we were done recording. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening invariably was I ended up saying more interesting things to you when we weren't recording than when we were. Well, this was was the theory behind Tony Kornheiser's internet segment of the show, where the now-famous B. Arthur joke comes from. Exactly. And and, and every time we did that, we, we both said to you, Hey, John, why don't you do a podcast? Why don't they release Hurricane Radio as a podcast? Why doesn't this... Because... You got pretty adamant about it. Yeah, it's only and because podcasting really is what being you should have across fucking the head with it. You're right. Yeah, it's only because we were super. But the right. other thing is, when we were doing those <laughs> recorded parts, you were calling me a pussy for not recording all the time. Absolutely, and including the stuff we didn't originally intend to use. Mm-hmm. So my idea was that this podcast would be something like that that we didn't do before. Yeah. Well, when you take writing workshops um particularly if you take the type of comedy writing workshops that they teach in hollywood where we're from by the way or but see no like the point is um no that was me bragging that wasn't me making fun of you i'm bragging about me well the reason that i that i say in hollywood specifically is because in those workshops 
they assume that you are writing something uh, that is going to be performed for an audience, that your time is going to be limited, as opposed to writing something like a novel uh, right. where you can go on and on forever and you don't really give a shit whether it's interesting to anybody until you realize that no one wants to buy it. Um, one of the things that they tell you, and if they don't, you're in the wrong class, um, is you know you're doing good stuff because you're throwing away stuff that you like. Because if you only have a limited amount of time, you can only put so much in there and you're going to think of things that you just don't have time for. If the stuff you're throwing away is good, that means the stuff that you're keeping is better. Yeah. And so if, uh, for example, Hurricane Radio, if you're recording all the time and they say, okay, well, this is only an hour-long program and it's actually slotted into a programming schedule and you can only air an hour's worth of material, just record all the time. You know, take two or three hours later on in the week to edit and if you're throwing out funny jokes then you're keeping really funny jokes yeah like I, I, we usually record for an hour or so and i only chop out maybe two three minutes of it but like well that's because we're pure gold and also we don't have to worry about entertaining anybody because they don't care and i'm lazy yeah i'm super lazy oh i know but like those two three minutes are yeah, right? Usually so a separate they are solid gold, and, you know, it's a shame that people don't get to hear them. Yeah. Oh, well. Save oh, well. the A material for Never air. gonna happen. What are you gonna do? Um, so, yeah, here we are. Do you have a wish list of things that you want covered on this show? I mean, we're 40 minutes in. Uh, should I get my wish list out Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Well, I want Well, you that... need to uncrinkle a piece of paper into the microphone. Yeah, oh, you're right, you're right. You I'm go. sorry. Yeah, right. we Is should this... start the show already, guys. Yeah. Oh, um... Oh, this is my room. This is the room feed. Um, yeah, so what I want is, let's see. A, well, that's a bill. You don't want that. So you know what you do to pieces of paper you don't want. Oh, is this going to be a Jim Rome moment? It is. Yeah. And then I throw it like that. I don't know if it picked up the throwing. This is a really not good. A not a chance. But the laws there of gravity no did cause it to hit the ground. There is no way that the mic picked up yeah, that no, no. sound. 9.8 meters per second squared in a big, bad way. Um, God, I mean, I, I don't even know what's like a do you want to talk about history? <laughs> we did that on your podcast, yeah, we did. which is called The Weekly Dictator, which is available on iTunes and those other places that you talked about and before. On and Pod probably Kicker. should again. Pod yeah, Kicker, Pod Kicker. You yeah, you can find us on Podkicker mm -hmm. and everywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Yeah, I mean, we we were thinking... I and mean, ours. Yeah, and ours. Um, I mean, I don't know I don't know how badly you want to talk about this on air, but we were thinking of um, amalgamating some podcasts and becoming a network. Getting you in on that. Absolutely. Um, Building the empire. That might be a thing that happens in the mm -hmm. near future, so it won't. But yeah, right now it is nothing more than an idea. It is nothing more than the sentence I just said. Yeah. However, um, God, I mean, I have, we could talk about my mom. <laughs> my mom today, I mean, for those of you who don't know my mom, congratulations. I was talking to my mom <laughs> today about how there was very little chance of us probably having children unless unless we adopt it's um i'm just i'm a gelding i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show i've been clipped um which is actually something we convinced your mom of once yeah i once made a joke about josh being um having a vasectomy having a vasectomy and my mom 
panic because she doesn't have a sense of humor and she doesn't realize that sometimes people say things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after she taught a Sunday school class, she cornered me. She says, is it true? And I said, what? She said, about your vasectomy. And I said, Cindy, I'm, I'm healthy and 22 years old. No doctor in the world would give me a vasectomy for any reason. Um, but whatever. But today, today my mom said, after we said, uh, after I told her we probably weren't going to have kids, she says, you know, it's just not worth it. This is my mother. Let it sink in. Um, well, the version that you told me off, Mike, was it's not worth your time. Not worth your time. And I delved into that a little bit to clarify your time is actually your, yeah, my Josh wish- Grimmer's time because as an existent, as an her extant time thing. as a parent by virtue of your being her oldest child is the exact same amount of time that you've been alive and remains so with each passing day. Yeah. yeah. Those are parallel figures. Mm-hmm. Which 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 led to our discussion uh, in the car afterwards. Where do you think she thinks she'd be if she hadn't had kids? I mean, first of all, diagram that sentence. I wasn't me. in that car. That would have been a fun conversation. Right? Yeah. My theory was she'd be the manager of that Christmas tree shop where she met my biological father. Uh, the one at the bridge. Like, I was... Well, is that one still there? Because here's it is. the thing. Oh, thank Christ. Is you do... So there's still time. You meet people <laughs> all the time who, you know, oh, I was going to be a pro athlete, but I got hurt my sophomore yeah. year of college. Or I was going to be, you know, a professional opera singer, but then I fell in love and we started a family and I couldn't pursue that. Or I was, go- you know, like whatever. People who have like these really specific dreams and are on the track to achieve those dreams. And listen, there's only like, you're buying a lottery ticket. There's only so many winners. Like some people get on that track and they just don't make it. Three of those people are in this room right now. I don't know. Um, we have a podcast. Well, two and a half. Right. John, John's doing pretty well. Two and a half people or two and a half podcasts? Uh, two and a half failures. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some people have dreams that don't come true. I don't think Josh's mom had a dream. Formula One racer. She oh was going to be the, the well, Dario Franchitti. Well, yeah. While we're talking about your mom, we should talk about the most interesting thing to do with your mom and my podcast. Since was my mom on the show and you didn't tell me? No. I was going to say, because when I but, found out that you were 20 episodes into this and I hadn't been on yet, I was like, it's called Friends of the Show. I'm, a, I'm literally a friend of the show. I, if you had my you mom, are. I was going to say, if you had my mom on before me, I'd, I'd storm out for real and then come back. This is where I'm sleeping at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. You've had a bunch of circumstances in your life change mm-hmm. since you moved to <laughs> Hollywood where you live. I don't, I don't want to big time anyone. Seven years ago. North Hollywood. All right. It's like Hollywood, but worse. Among yeah, those things, for- formerly Hollywood, which is like North Hollywood, but worse. Yeah. Among those things, the two of you crazy kids got married. We did. Congratulations. Aww. All right for us. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you've moved. You have a, a newer place where you live. Yeah, and two cats. And two cats. Can't sleep and a on podcast. That. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Um, we don't need children. But you also <laughs> you also got a new phone and a new phone number. Yes. A consequence of that was your mom got your old phone number. Yes. Which still remains in my phone, even though I'm two more phones down the Mm -hmm. line than I was when you changed your phone number. Yeah, and that number, in case you were wondering, is 508-364-9811. Never Never forget. forget. So what's happened here 
is that because your number, your mom's number, is mm-hmm. still in my phone, and because it comes up earlier in numerical order starting with a five versus Rather than, starting with an eight? Yes, that is correct. That is a Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't want to tip my hand, but it's an 818 number. So start dialing those until I pick up. I will start <laughs> typing in your name, J-O-S, to text you. Mm-hmm. Three six four ninety eight eleven. Never forget. Pops up first, and I will just absentmindedly press it, and then I will just start texting your mom a whole bunch of shit that I meant to say to you. Yeah, this has happened a lot of times. Yeah, in the last three years. Yeah, and a lot. And there was one time it got so bad that I actually thought I had offended you somewhere along the line because I had texted you a lot of the inane bullshit that I text you and usually get back like, ha, 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 ha's. Yeah, LOL, But I got nothing like you do, like you do, but I got nothing back at all. And I'm like, man, did I do something to this guy that I don't remember? Is he, like, not friends with me anymore? Is he dead? And then I just realized I had been texting your mom for, like, five months <laughs> and you would text your stuff like you know can't believe victorino hit that home run or what like or whatever or something insanely offensive insanely offensive that my mom got completely out of context i i found out because it used to be before before smartphones were actually smart about stuff you could sign up through ESPN, and they would text you score updates. Like, whenever the Red Sox would score, I would get a text update. Like, oh, Red Sox three, you know, Athletics one, end of the third inning. When my mom got my phone number, all of those stayed going to her number. And my mom was, uh, I completely forgot about it when I got a new number. I come home, and my dad says, I don't know what's going on with your phone, but mom's getting these ESPN texts. And she's so happy to be getting these scores. <laughs> and I knew what I had to do. That is not where I thought that was going. Yeah. So I went in and I set all of the scores for every team to go to my mom's phone. Every time a Major League Baseball team scored for an entire... This went on for like three days before they texted, before someone in my family got a hold of me. Um... <laughs> And like, it would it would have been funny if it had just been like the Celtics, like all the basketball teams, because at the end of every quarter you'd get a text. But in a baseball game, a lot of sco- runs are scored, and usually one at a time. <laughs> so if there's a game that ends five to three, my mom's gonna get eight text messages about that. So if there are fifteen baseball games being played at, at the same time, her phone will catch on so fire. If uh, if all of if all of that's true, just let me ask you a random unrelated question. Mm-hmm. If your mom found a still operational blockbuster video and tried to rent a movie, <laughs> what what pray tell would happen? Well, at the one that used to be in Hyannis, as we record this, Blockbuster Video is officially dead. Although it did, uh, it gave me the job that got me off Cape Cod, and it gave me one of my favorite episodes of South Park. Uh, the one where oh, Rand- yeah. the one where Randy buys a Blockbuster franchise, and it turns out to be like The Shining. It. Yes. It's real, real good. Um, on my last day, okay, so... I don't like my mom, as you can tell from the podcast that we're on right now. <laughs> there were a lot of things that happened in my life that made me not like my mom, and it all culminated in a, a minor hurricane hitting Cape Cod 
the basement of my parents' house getting flooded and all of my possessions, which are in that basement, getting destroyed. And me saying, well, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going to move to California where my now wife lived at the time and still does. You still live in California. I don't know if you know this. But I we're... was not your now wife, though. Yeah, my, my, then, my then girlfriend. Then I am wife. your now wife. Yes, my present wife. Um, and I decide, well, my basement's flooded. My room's flooded. All of these mice in the basement decided to not die in a flood and get into my bed. So I couldn't sleep in my bed. And these poor mice, I don't want these mice drowning. They're nice. They're, they're cute. Diseasy. What's not <laughs> to love about these little fellers? So I let them live uh, and let live, as you do. And I went to sleep on the couch. 5.30 in the morning, my mom pushes me off the couch and asks me if I'm on speed or PCP or something. Like something where if I had been on it, I would not have been asleep. That's sure. for goddamn sure. So I decided that's it. I'm going to sell my car. I'm going to put my three possessions into a trunk and just move to L.A. and become a star. Which, Aurora, you can attest to the fact I totally did. I'm yeah. a big star. Mm-hmm. Just ask Podkicker. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though they, for some reason, can't get our podcast's logo on their fucking thing. Whatever. Uh, to be fair, we don't really have a podcast logo. If anybody out there wants to draw a podcast logo... Um, Make one for me, too, while you're at it. Yeah, and yeah. can actually... Because we've had a couple of people offer and then not follow through. And God bless them. They probably had better things to do. I bear those people no ill will. Only one of them. Um, but we are still... You know who you are. Still, sans logo and... Sans fuck you we could sure use one is what i'm saying we certainly could if, if anybody out there wants to draw logos join the the punk rock world of podcasting from the artistic side yeah uh you know contact john or us weekly dictator at gmail.com i'm gonna plug all of our shit on your podcast too buddy i'm sorry it's yeah. happening as we speak no right? you absolutely but should. you could also email josh at friends of the show.com or aurora at friends of the show.com we're gonna have our own <laughs> friends of the show emails absolutely oh my god this is gonna be so great i'm gonna put that on our business cards which yeah. say weekly dictator on how me. do you think bobby valentine gets all his questions no i can't bobby v at friends yeah. of the show.com. I guess you're right they have they have to go somewhere wouldn't that's right fair point um so i decided to move from that Blockbuster. Where was I about Blockbuster? Oh, my last day at Blockbuster. Um, they had... It was really sad. Blockbuster had decided that I was good enough after three weeks of working there to be an assistant manager. <laughs> it was like six weeks of working there. But, like, it was not a very long period of time. They made me an assistant manager, and it went through on literally my last day of work. So I went through, and I locked my mom's Blockbuster account, and under reason, I put in Bad Mother. Because you had to list a reason. I had to list. Just no, I couldn't just to. do it. Right. Um, I probably could have done it as spite, semicolon, bad mother. Um, but that was the reason. Anyone, uh, so the, ne- the next time she went to rent from that blockbuster, whoever pulled her up, TJ, my boss, Snowflake, the weird guy who looked like Dave Grohl with fucked up ass green teeth. If you're on from Cape Cod, you know. Who you that know is. Snowflake. His real name's Chris, but we called him Snowflake. You didn't know that. Yeah. Snowflake was the kind of guy who, I don't know, for instance, would claim to have written a screenplay or a novel called Flight 9-11 about terrorists hijacking planes and flying them into buildings before 9-11 happened, and now he's mad that he couldn't release it. And what I said was, don't ever, ever, ever tell anyone that. Are you insane? 
Even if that's true, <laughs> even if that's true, I would go home and burn every copy of that manuscript or screenplay or teleplay or whatever it was, and I'd be like, okay, okay, oh my god, I have this weird Cassandra power to see the future. I can't, like, I no one will believe. I didn't ask for these abilities. It's like the dead zone. I remember you got me in the back room there. Yeah, I probably uh, did. I mean, it was you guys. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, I plowed. Doing what? Yeah, with with my dick. Okay. Yes. In the, yeah. In the sack. Because that's sure what that sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you weren't aware. Because I've been going to that blockbuster for a goodly amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the, the back you and everyone room, else I never cake. imagined. Yes. Yeah. I ended up going in the back room there. I used the employees only bathroom yeah, thanks to you, and Snowflake offered me pizza, which to this day remains one of the more strange offers <laughs> I've received in my life. I just remember his fingers like kind of flittering as he was talking and offering them to me. It yeah. doesn't really translate to no, podcasts. No, no, I have a Snowflake pizza story too. Yes, you do. I well, let me also let me Aurora. I'm gonna grab one of your scarves while you tell your snowflake story because I have a snowflake story that I'm going to mime. <laughs> That's gonna be great for, for the for pod- pure audio medium mm-hmm. of podcasting. Um, Josh and I used to uh, make our visits to the Cape in order to supervise his younger brothers because uh, it used to be that once every year or so. Uh, Josh's parents liked to take a trip to Jamaica to rekindle their hatred of one another. Um, they could have just gone to the Cuddle and Bubble. And their kids. Uh, but then I wouldn't have gotten to see you. So. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Josh's brothers, who are significantly younger than he is, um, Product were, of a second marriage. Yeah. They were old enough to not really need babysitters, but young enough that you wouldn't want to leave them alone in a house for a whole week because they're boys and they're semi-retarded um and they probably would have starved to death um just from not knowing that they're supposed to eat yeah so um so we would well that's not true one time we saw billy eating in his sleep uh, yeah i've seen billy eat and sleep at the same time that is the only time i've ever seen anyone do that it was amazing amazing's Um, a word they were, I didn't say good. Was it Oreos? He just had like an yeah, it Oreo was Oreos. Like in his mouth. He was asleep. Was... They were visiting us in California, and they were sleeping on air mattresses on the floor, and he was lying in the air mattress with his eyes closed with a fistful of Oreos. Just... <laughs> it was like, horrifying. Yeah, it was no bueno. Uh, no bueno in Toto. Yeah. So uh, Josh and I were on Cape caring for these two young men, uh, now both of college age, and we went to pick up a pizza for everyone to eat for dinner. Uh, we also thought, oh, you know what goes good with pizza? Movies. Yeah. So, uh, we had this pizza. We made it a blockbuster night. We made it a blockbuster night. Wow, what a difference. Um, but you know how it is when you have a pizza, you don't want to just leave a pizza in the car by itself. No, pizza, pizza goblins could come take it. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, it was my job to stay in the car with the pizza, while you and whichever kid or kids were with us uh, went inside to pick out a movie. Um, Snowflake, I guess, made a joke about me eating the entire pizza while you guys were in there. It was like, oh, don't leave her alone with that. And I was like, fuck you. We've never met. You just called me fat. Also, you're an asshole. Yeah. My, my preferred Snowflake story, I have a bunch of them because I worked with this creep. Um, he would wear... 
a he- like like a Muslim type headscarf, as though he were a Muslim lady, and he would just wrap it around his head like a babushka, and just gaze at himself, just longingly in the reflection of the display window, and he would take just a strand of his hair, his long, greasy. Yeah, I, I worry that some people don't yet know and who we're talking about. But the thing is, is they you all don't have to. know. You no, all, but you... the thing is, is they do. Yeah. Everyone talked about Snowflake from yeah. like 1998 to 2006-ish. He was that guy from the Hyannis blockbuster. You and all like... saw him. You all talked about him. Dude. Yes. In under Just... a month, I made more money than he did. And he worked there for eight years. Just take a shower and come out of the closet, buddy. It's That's okay. all we ask. It's all right. Um, friend of friend of the show, Nathaniel Hoyt. He was a he was an employee of the Blockbuster. Well, see, with... Nate Hoyt would be a friend of the show. That's part of the, the title of the show. Was I used that phrase so insanely liberally sure. on on uh, Eye of the Storm? Right. That I just decided to make that the actual name of the show. There's a, there's a brief explanation on the sidebar of friendsoftheshow.com, up and running. Dot com. Which, if you listen to the podcast we did that isn't this one, you would get you'd that joke. A, it'd be a callback to something that my audience hasn't heard. Man, Check it out at weeklydictator.com. Gotta yeah. love it. <laughs> Mousebed.blogspot.com. Frumoogle.livejournal slash users tilde frumoogle. I've got to say, every time I go to post an episode of this show, to friendsoftheshow.com, I log in to Blogger, which is what powered the Mousebed blog that you and I wrote and Aurora wrote, and I think it, it was only ever the three of us, right? Yeah, we were okay. the we were the yes. this is a staff meeting right now. Uh, <laughs> but w- every time I go to post, it, it, it has everything Blogger related I've ever done. It has all those blogs, and I can still post all of them, including Mousebed, and it co- it shows me like above and below. How many page views we got on Mousepad versus how many I've gotten with friends of the show, and the gap is just staggering. Well, and I it mean, amazes me how many—not necessarily people, but how many times the same people mm-hmm. read what we were writing. Yeah, on the Mousepad. It's weird. Well, I mean, I don't want to brag, but the literary journal I ran uh, that stopped publishing over two years ago just got its thirty thousandth hit. But anyhow, I have one of those little odometer well, counters at the bottom from my GeoCities I mean, page. Do you guys really want me to be a killjoy on this? Yeah. Like those are probably all fake, is the thing. Well, not necessarily. Probably a lot of them are fake. Um, but also, the nice thing about putting something up on a site like Blogger is um, Google sends people to sites like that a lot, like big aggregators like that. And so people who are doing weird, random Google searches for something may go to your site accidentally for half a second and go, oh, this isn't remotely what I wanted, and then they're gone, but it still counts as a, as a view. So I don't care. I get a lot yeah, of page views. What I'm saying is... A lot of B2B eyeballs. I, yeah, I got lots more hits when I was on Blogger than I do now that I'm running my site myself, but... All the hits I get now are act- are almost all dedicated views. Mm. But, like, I mean, magnitudes less. Sure. Magnitudes less. Um, sorry, while you were doing that, I was imagining miming a jerky-off emotion because numbers on the internet don't actually matter. No, no they don't at all. Um, they mean nothing. Yeah. Ugh, nothing means anything. It's true. God, what a ter- Now I'm looking at my mousebed post and thinking, God, I'm good at writing. 
Um, well, you had an interesting way of going about it. For a while, you were you were only posting on Fridays. Yeah, it was Mouse Bed Friday. referred to as Mouse Bed Friday. Mm-hmm. And you used to send out a mass text message to everyone you knew. I did. As soon as you published it. I didn't even know, know you did there. that. That's really smart. You did. Mm-hmm. It was really smart. Yeah. I mean, I know how to market myself. Like, I'm the only one who wants to buy me, but, like, I know what I'd be interested in if I were interested in me. Sure. And I know how to sell it. Um... It's mostly my my puckish char- good looks and charm and my giant wiener that I exposed to the Massachusetts State Senate this week. Um, More details on that on the Weekly Dictator. Listen Weeklydictator.com. Dot pop. Dot pop. Now, another thing, since since you've been home, that my audience will, will love is, is I failed tonight to prepare you oh, no. for your trip to Jack's Pizza where you found that the NBA 96 pinball game was Ooh. no longer there. Yeah, we I'm found... really sorry. I thought you already knew. No, the last time we were here was two and a half years ago. And Hakeem Olajuwon and Detlef Schramm, they were both... Their, their orange LCD faces, or LED faces, if they were LCD, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their orange LED light-emitting diode faces <laughs> were, were plastered. Tony, Tony Kukoc, uh, Scott All Skiles, the ones, All the greats. Uh, everyone who I had a bubblegum sticker of in my bedroom. Did you, ever have the, did you ever have those as a kid? They were like, they were packs of not basketball cards, but they were stickers. And they came with a bubble gum, and the bubble gum was irrelevant because grody. Um, and I had them all over my bedroom, and I missed them. And and my brother Billy has instead uh, printed out <laughs> photographs, black and white photographs of athletes he liked five years ago, and then misspelled their names, and then posted that on the wall, like Mickey Mantile. Well, what you know, he Yankees what Hall he of clearly Famer, did, Mickey Mantile, uh, as Mantelli. a as a personal project. Mm-hmm. Was this kid went online and looked up all of his favorite athletes, found pictures of them on the internet, printed them up himself, Mm -hmm. and then pasted them to the walls of his bedroom. Yes. Um, My favorite of them was the ten sheets of paper that he used to print out each of the letters in the name Brett Favre, and then just put Brett Favre on his wall. Just, just the letters. Just the name. Just the just name. name. I'm pulling up the picture for you right now, John. Um, yeah, this is a this is a picture that has been shown to the internet. Yeah, um, those are all pictures of me. That's a problem. also. Uh, they told us that we were going to sleep in that room. Yeah. Uh, for this particular trip, and we got up there, and it was unbelievably filthy. Like, it was it was so filthy. How filthy was it? Um, there are Dickens characters that would have refused to <laughs> to go into that room. Sick burn. Like real, real gross. Yeah, like real, real, real gross. Like, there's a picture of the filth pile. I've put that on Twitter. Um. Uh, those are all of the pictures of athletes he mm. liked. You'll see um, Ken Griffey Sr., not Jr. Who am I like, too? Uh, David Wells. So um, there was a dramatic blow-up about why we would not and could not sleep in that room that took place while Billy was not home. And then Billy got home, and his parents were like, 
what the fuck, Bill? Your room's messy. Because, you know, they only live in the same house with him. Why would they also, have known that without us telling them? Yeah. Um, also, five gallons of uh, protein yeah. powder. Yeah, well, this is when Billy revealed, oh, I don't ever sleep in that room anymore because every time I do, I get sick. Yes. This is where my parents... This is where my dad wanted us to sleep initially for um, for the entire week that we were here. A room that is so awful that Billy gets ill just from being there. It is a biohazard room. Yeah. It, like... <sighs> it is the grossest place. If you walk into the room, there are dried, dripping loogies on the wall. Is my Cleveland Indians jacket still there? <laughs> By the way, how about these baseball playoffs with this new preliminary wild card round with the Indians and Reds going out in consecutive nights? You yeah. must have loved that. It was a great night to not like Ohio. Um, if you don't like Ohio, actually, I was actively rooting for the Cleveland Indians because I wanted to play Francona in the playoffs. But still, great night if you don't like Ohio, like this guy. Not a fan. Um, God, what do we? What else is there? I mean, we have so many. We have we have an entire life to to, to explain. But... I feel like we've spent so much time talking about stuff that very few people outside this room would be interested in. But they've listened to it. Yeah, I mean, in theory. If you're listening to this, you've listened to it. That's true. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Did the show just end? I don't know. You're the host. Host it out. <laughs> I don't know. We, you know <laughs> I don't know. We, we do these. We, when am I going to see you two again? There must be one more thing we can talk about. What? We get all, all, all the well, stuff. Here's from, what we're going to talk from... about. You coming out to L.A. for a while. Okay, yes, yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing that needs to happen. Here's, here's why you need to come to L.A. When you get off the subway at Hollywood and Highland, the first thing that you see is a dinosaur popping out of the roof of a building. That's why you need to come to L.A. All right, I'll do that. Do you like artifice? Do you like sunshine? Do you like statues of hands holding sponges outside of... Like, Los Angeles really is exactly how it's portrayed in films, because why would you change it? Because it is so fucking surreal. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The people that portray Los Angeles in films also built Los Angeles. Yeah. They were like, huh, what do we want this city to look like? Here we go. Now it's camera ready. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, like, Los Angeles is a really great place to be if, if you, like me, are a person who doesn't really believe in sincerity. Like, I, I, I just, like, as a concept, like, as a thing that people do to each other, that's fine. I think that sincerity on a one-to-one -one level, like, I'm being sincere with you about this. I'm being sincere with the listener about this. But but societal sincerity, uh, say that five times fast, is, is, I think, sort of ludicrous. So when you're in L.A., you get to see all the fakeness. And I really like, like... Are you El friends with Doc Rivers yet? That's ultimately what I'm Yeah, about. yeah. I'm the one who gave him the idea to cover up the Lakers banners. Okay. Um, I guess what I'm saying is L.A. is like if you were a giant and you wanted to go to a really cool mini golf course, L.A. has the best obstacles for any mini golf course for a giant. 
There's the huge donut that you can shoot the ball through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the original Bob's Big Boy statue, which, by the way, you're familiar with Bob's Big Boy as a, as a fan of Austin Powers. Um, that was a real boy who went to the Bob's hamburger stand and just walked home with a sack of hamburgers every day to eat because he was so fat. How about that? Yeah, he would go and like mop the floor. Yeah. We learned that from Matt Bronger, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, like... Not directly, guys. Not if directly, any of you know no. who Matt Bronger is, no, we're, we're not, not friends with him, but we, we'd like to be. So. Yeah, I was going to say, don't put it that way. Yeah. Don't say don't say that we're not not friends with him. Yeah, no, if, oh. we are friends to him. Yes. Um, but the world sucks, so why not make it really stupid looking too? I guess was the, <laughs> was the guiding principle of the design of Los Angeles. It's a lousy fucking desert. So let's plant beautiful things everywhere, and then spend a lot of money to keep them, keep them up. Like most most of LA is actually now like succulents and, and local plants, like things that yeah, would they're they're moving more into um, more indigenous plants. Yeah, um, but it's. Which, it's a slow burn. Yeah. It's which, taking by, some by time. By the way, I know you're all t- tuning in to hear the... This is the L.A. botany section of... Uh, bonus so, time. Podcast yeah. 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 Well, bonus I time. think here's something um, that I think the listeners might be more interested in. And the true reason that I want John Cabral to move to Los Angeles... Um, oh, we're swingers. That's why. <laughs> we're having key parties. Well... That's a Los Angeles yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, and cocaine. And oh, medical marijuana. I fucking wish. No. Um, but I I really do want John to meet a nice lady. Yeah, John, come meet a nice and, lady out in LA. Um, we'll do that. Dude, I had to I had to outsource my marriage. That's true you did. Like And it's worked out pretty dang well. I like I can't guarantee that we can necessarily provide her, but I can guarantee that there are more nice eligible ladies in LA than there are on Cape. Yeah. There's really no way to argue yeah. to the contrary. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people bitch about how hard it is to date in L.A., um, but it's hard to date anywhere, and at least there's a big pool to draw from in a yeah. big city. And, and like, there really is something to be said for it being 75 degrees every day. Oh, I would so imagine great. so. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It, LA is a place where if you want something, you can actually get it, um, and and not just like not just like it's Tinseltown. You can be a star if you but like if you if you want imported British baked goods, you can get those. If right. you want to have a Jaffa cake, which they only make in England, you can find a shop that sells those for a little bit more money than you might want to pay. But like, you can have that stuff. You like. No, we've talked. We've talked about it for you and how it's an amazing place for you because you're as into comedy as you are. And, that, and that's another just, thing. It's the training ground for stand-up comedians of all cuts of cloth. We'll and pretend you that you go, didn't say anything about me in stand-up. And you can, uh, yeah. You need to start doing that again, Josh. No, I don't. You do. These hands don't write. I only tweet. You just I have to only talk. tweet. All I do is tweet. What I like to do is tweet and start movies. I'm so happy writing my little jokes on the internet. Like, I, my, my little, and I like my little jokes. Aurora, you have great little jokes, too. Yeah. They are he, great. He likes his little jokes. I do. They're what I do. 
I'm I'm on everyone's side here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on both sides of this argument. Um, but there's I mean, there's shit to do in L.A. Always and most of the time, it's go see five comedians you like for eight dollars. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um. Like we we've had we've had so we we've seen Louis C.K. just randomly show up to a five dollar comedy show and test out new material about how he wants to have sex with Sarah Palin so much because he hates her and wants to drown her with his dick. And then he'll come charge me fifty four dollars for that at the Melody Tent. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like you don't want that in your life. No. No. You you want to like. We got to see David Spade bomb twice. It was phenomenal. It was so cathartic. Watching an entire room of nerds turn on David Spade. Not oh, there was on. no turning. People no, hated no, him walking out on stage, right. and he utterly failed to win anyone over. Yeah, like our, our favorite comedy show to go to is The Meltdown Show, which is in the back of a comic book store. And every comedian who goes there, uh, Dan, the aforementioned Dana Gould, has a, you know... Um, they, you know, I had my doubters, I had my critics, they all said I'd never make it, but here I am headlining a show in the back of a uh, back warehouse of a comic book store. I fucking showed them. That's funny. David Spade comes out and says, What is it, a fucking comic book store? Y'all nerds? And it's like, Hey, asshole, we didn't invite you. You dropped in on us. <laughs> Try your new material, which, by the way, I saw him two times, two years apart, same new material that he was testing out. It was. It's a real problem. David Spade, bad times. I think he secretly wishes he was the one that was dead. <laughs> I honestly he almost that. was. Have you heard the story about how his personal assistant tried to murder him? No. Yeah, that's a true story. Right. I don't remember all the details, but he told it to Adam Carolla. Basically, one night he came home and his personal assistant was hiding under his bed. Yeah. Um, which is real. Like, I, I don't wish David Spade actual harm, only career harm. Yeah. I want him to be a nobody, but I don't want him dead. Which, by the way, John, you'll notice, uh, in my old age, I've softened. Normally, yes, 10 years ago, you absolutely 10 did. years ago, yep. I'd call for the, the streets to run red with his blood. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not doing that, because I've mellowed out. That's growth. Yeah, it really growth is. It really yeah. is. I'm a bigger and better person. I'm actually physically a bigger person than David Spade. He's, like, pocket-sized. Yeah, he's teeny. Yeah, he's bitty. Um, but, like, Robin Williams just shows up at these shows, dude. He does. Like, the actual one. The one who stole jokes in the 70s. Like, <laughs> that Robin Williams. Um, there's so much to do out there. That I Come to L.A., you guys. Just do it. Every one of you. There's plenty of parking. And the, tra <laughs> the traffic's great. Yeah. Uh, and those things are both true. Yeah. So, <laughs> now that you've had Chamber of Commerce Hour, I'll just give you two one last chance to plug your many things that you have under your internet umbrellas we well um aurora you're the you're the proprietrix of weekly dictator i am um if you go to weeklydictator.com what you'll find uh on the main page is an article that is almost always a biographical essay about someone from history who you've probably heard of but you may not know very much about and usually um i throw some jokes in there so well, it might even be funny. And it's it's not just, you know, Imhotep. It's not it's not just ancient dead people. I mean, you you'll you'll do Napoleon and you'll you'll have Cleopatra and you'll have Tyra Banks and you'll have you know, they're they're dictator is a, a term with the, we play fast and loose. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It up. You started with a rather tight 
dictionary yeah. definition, and it's kind of open. Really, yeah, I feel that I yeah. feel that anyone who holds power over other people can be qualified as a dictator. Honestly, I would love to write about your dickhead manager at the Gap. Unfortunately, they're not famous enough for me to find a book about them. Exactly. Um, like, but is, I is this the march where I finally get the call for the Coach K Weekly Dictator? Because I've been asking for this. <laughs> that's for right. Years. We should. Well, the thing uh, is, I have to figure out how to record Skype. All right. Oh well, actually, you know, now we can. I mean, we're inside baseball. You could probably just record your end and then Dropbox it to me now. All right. So yeah. in addition to uh, that essay, which will have been written by me because I'm the one who writes those, um, there's also just a head bar up at the top where you will find links to our podcast. Uh, so you can which listen to us there. You can subscribe to on iTunes. Subscribe to or, on iTunes or, or Podkicker. Podkicker, preferably. Um, and, uh, and then you'll never have to look at the website or those stupid essays ever again. There's a man page? Yeah. Um... There are links to biographies of Biography. myself and Joshua and our former podcast co-host, Will Simons. Uh, we should write one for Mary. We should write one for Mary. We have a new co-host now. We should give her a, a biography. Biography. Thanks, Peter Graves. You're welcome. Um, and you will also find a link to uh, our donation page if you should decide. Let's not plug our donation page on John's podcast. I am telling them what they'll find on our website. That's fair. You, that and is we were thing talking about the donation model. Listen, guys, donate to things you like. You should donate to John before you donate to us because you heard him first. Yeah. I, unless you came from our podcast. Unless you came from our then podcast. Then donate to our podcast and we can just buy you dinner. Yeah. All right. Oh, go which for we that. totally go will. For that. And put me in your blog roll, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have one yet, but if I ever make one, yeah, I'll think about putting you in it. Nice. Cool. I don't know what a blog is. I probably just won't make one. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, So there you go. Anything else to plug? Oh. Let's, how about plugging future podcasts that aren't three years from now? Um, Let's uh, let's all shake to that right now. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Also, do do we plug our Twitters? Go. Uh, At Josh Grimmer. At Aurora Nibley. It's hard to spell, though, my name. N-I-B-L-E-Y, AuroraNibley.com. Yeah, it's just not intuitive. Yeah. The reason she didn't take my name is it would be too many R's. Mm-hmm. Aurora Grimmer sounds like shit. It also, does. Also, it's not even my real last name. So It's my it's my stage name. <laughs> I, I kind of like it once you get it going, all those R's. Just, yeah, especially no. in California. It just, it just oh, moves. man. I used to date a guy with the last name Reigns. Can you imagine? Aurora Reigns. That's a gorgeous name. It is. That's no a... one would believe it was real. His name was Reigns? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Better than the other one, Wanker. Oh, yeah. I did have an ex boy. Uh, I did have a boyfriend at one time whose last name was Wanker. You currently have an ex boyfriend whose yeah, last I name is Wanker. I'd like to think. That was one of those relationships where he wasn't my boyfriend until he was my ex boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know how those go. Those oh, yeah. Kind. Yeah, I never dated Amanda Limatine until her uh, her boyfriend was mad that, I, that she was cheating on him with me. Yeah. Hope she's listening. Hope he is too. They probably are. Yeah, they're friends of the show. How did we not talk about the 2003 class reunion, which is supposedly coming up in a few weeks at the Waquaket Lake Yacht Club? Oh, is that where that is? Yeah. Oh, God. I got friended on Facebook for the third time by Carly Chamberlain, and she was like, hey, are you coming to the reunion? And I said, there's a reunion? And she said, yes. And I said, no. She has a terrible Facebook voice. I know. Hi, I'm Carly Chamberlain. I went on a date with Josh one time to go see From Hell or something. Was it From Hell or was it Sleepy Hollow? 
I get those movies mixed up. I was on bad dates for both. I mean, Josh was on bad dates for both of us. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> it's like 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm so fucking tired. should have been talking about an hour ago. Uh, our next di- dictator Absolutely. is Carly oh, is. Chamberlain. In the class of 2003. We recorded two and a half hours of podcasts. And you flew across the country. Yeah. Oh. There you go. My computer still says it's 948, though. So. I, I, I'm appreciating mm. that. That's keeping me going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks to you both. We'll do it again yes. soon. Absolutely. Next time we'll do this from uh, Weekly Dictator Studios. Absolutely. And thank you, especially friends of the show, for listening to the friends of the show. Yay, guys. Thank you.